I'm Lula Bentz and I'm the founder of Trauma Thrivers and I really hope that you're enjoying the group and being here. Um, Mel and I did used to do far more lives and we will be back doing them at some point in the not too distant future with Mandy hopefully too but we wanted to nip in here today and say hello so lovely to see you all. Who, who wants to go next? Um, so as some of you will already know me, I'm Mel, Mel Curtis, and I am a trauma and addiction recovery coach. Um, I'm also a somatic practitioner, trauma-informed yoga teacher um, and meditation teacher um, and trained in interventions as well. So there we go, there's another string to my bow. Um, so yeah, joined Lou a year and a half ago now, been involved with this amazing community for that long, um, helping her out. And now... As Lou said, we haven't been um, kind of on live so much because we have been busy behind the scenes. Um, and we're going to talk to you a little bit more about what we've been busy behind the scenes doing, um, because it's really exciting. And we're just so pleased that we can finally bring some stuff to you that is going to be really helpful. So, yeah. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> Andy. Uh, yeah, so I'm Mandy Manners. I'm also a uh, trauma-informed recovery coach, as well as an author. I've got one book out and another book coming out in September. Um, I'm also a professional trainer, so I work uh, with the Coaching Academy on the Addictive Behaviours Programme, which I wrote and um, well, co-wrote and co-facilitate. Um, and what else am I? Um, a person in recovery myself. Um, and yeah, I've been starting to work with Lou and Mel over the last couple of months in terms of bringing amazing training to um, to you all. Yeah. And um, and also developing sort of personal development work for for you as well. So I'm really glad to be here and to be involved. And um, we're great. Yeah, moving on to the next phase of trauma yes. together. Yeah, very excited to have you. And it feels like, yeah, it's like Charlie's Angels a bit now, isn't it? Three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just say, if there's um, anybody watching, say hello to us so we know yes. that you're here give yes. us little hearts and little thumbs up um and just yeah just let let us know it's it's really nice for us to kind of feel like we are actually talking to real life people yeah and if you're not live joining us because you know you're in the middle of work or you're not on your lunch break yet or or whatever please do let us know when you're watching the replay because we'd also love that as well. But without further ado, really, we're here not for long today. It won't be a whole hour, I promise you, just to talk about more about trauma-informed care and life before trauma-informed and then life after trauma-informed or maybe even life before trauma or an awareness of trauma. Mm. I was going to say, I don't think I know life before trauma, Lou. Like, <laughs> would, wouldn't that yeah, be maybe interesting? That was a wrong question. Maybe I didn't quite mean life before trauma. Maybe I meant before any awareness of blooming trauma. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I knew what you meant. Like, like, like I was saying the other day, I don't know whether I was saying it to both of you. No, I was saying it to both of you. In fact, I was saying it to both of you, I think on the stage at Latitude Festival that we just did on mental health, thanks to Mandy, that I, I was pretty unaware even about trauma until I'd been a therapist for years. 
Yeah. I've always find that amazing, Lou, when you tell that story. I think it's a really, and actually, I think that's a really good place to start today because I think the impact when you tell this story, like the impact that that had on you, yeah, personally and professionally, is just so profound. Yeah, you know, and the fact that the Priory, you know, the addiction unit that I spent a decade at, which is a hospital for those of you that don't know it in the UK, quite a well-known psychiatric hospital and addiction unit. And, you know, there was a, there was a, in fact, it was Annie, you've met Annie Bennett, Mel, uh, you, I don't know whether Mandy has yet, came in, and this is going back, God, about 18 years, and came in eventually after I'd been there a few years to run a trauma egg. So she did a workshop called the trauma egg, where you draw, draw an egg up on the whiteboard and you'd fill it in with the traumas. But, you know, we'd have 20 or 30 people maybe in treatment at that time. And we would all as staff look at somebody's timeline and what they've been through and go, you've got trauma, you haven't, you've got trauma. So like five or eight people would be pulled out to do the trauma egg with Annie and all the others would be shuffled into another room because they didn't and, have and trauma. I mean, it's laughable. Yeah, I'm just interested to know, Lou, and I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Can you identify what their criteria was for whether you had trauma or not? I think it was probably, I mean, I don't know, I'm guessing it was 18 years ago, but I think it was probably what we used to call, and we don't call it anymore because it's really not PC, a big T trauma, like a single incident trauma. So none in those days, none of those relational or what we call small T traumas, which I don't like, but none of that lack of attunement, neglect, uh, lack of mirroring, lack of relational holding, none of that was bullying or, um, you know, uh, other things that weren't like massive one-off big events. Mm. They mm. weren't considered traumatic. It's like, yeah, and that's just eighteen years ago. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think part of the reason why we're bringing this trauma is is that there's so many practitioners that are still afraid to work with trauma or are unaware of the scope of what trauma looks like um you know certainly through my own personal journey it was only much much later very recently in fact that I could identify more developmental trauma and not just the you know big events in my life Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of what's so important about being a trauma-informed practitioner is understanding all the levels of it and understanding what it looks like and how it shows up for different people um, and all the kind of things that are attached to it in terms of mental health and and how it might what it might look like for someone in terms of behavioral you know people pleasing or um you know fear of speaking out in in public places all of those things that we talk about on the training um are need to uh, need to know you know for, for everyone yeah 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 and I think I think for me because I'm a CSA survivor 
my trauma was really obvious like you were just talking about Lou it was kind of that what we used to class as as big T like there was no getting away from the fact that I had had these really awful terrible things happen to me but what I didn't understand until later wasn't it that it wasn't just about the CSA it was about all the attachments and all the other experiences that I had after that or alongside that or how because of that I had then interpreted other things that had caused trauma because my nervous system was so dysregulated that it was kind of these layers this trauma upon trauma upon trauma so for me whenever I had gone to address it it was it was very much like the CSA was put in this in this container and nothing else was was looked at Um, so even I think even when we've had those kind of very obvious or overt experiences at childhood experiences there's still so much else that goes alongside it that unless we are with a practitioner that is really trauma informed doesn't understand how to help us to navigate okay so I think what I'm hearing is that you know we're talking about personal and professional experiences Mm. in here guys um you know because most clinicians and most coaches and most therapists and I'm saying most not all have their own background experience of trauma Mm. you know so I think what we're saying is that we had to find out personally first before professionally that what trauma was is that true? And then and then start to be able to help to inform, because there might be people listening, I'm just trying it on, that our coaches or our therapists or our counsellors or our healers in some denomination that are going, well, I haven't got trauma or I don't work with trauma. And then there might be people watching that are, well, I've got trauma and I work with it or I don't work with it. I'm just trying to ascertain I guess that what we're training is both we're looking at personal and professional because until you've got aware an awareness of what trauma is you can't do the work on yourself and you can't do the work on your clients either 100% bit of a long-winded way around but I got there eventually you did you did you got there very well Lou and I understood completely what you were saying and agree completely with what you're saying I think essentially what this comes down to is that unless we have started made really good inroads into working on our own trauma which for me another way of of wording that is regulating our own nervous systems it's very difficult for us to then be able to co-regulate with our clients which is such a big piece of being uh, a compassionate and, and also being a grounded and safe space for our clients to be in um, but I, what what sorry Lou, we we kind of like digressed and what I think I wanted to come round to with that experience that you had in the priory was how that changed both what you understood personally about your trauma and then how you practiced professionally. 
Oh, that's, I think, where I was going in my head, because mm -hmm. my question then for like Mandy and you was, at what point did you realise that you even had trauma? And then once you did, what happened to your professional life? Because I was in the unenviable or, or enviable maybe position of already being employed as a therapist and not really knowing about trauma. It wasn't taught about so much when I trained. It wasn't really out there. And then I kind of stumbled across it. Uh, but I think I stumbled across it as well as Annie and doing that trauma egg. And it started to go, oh, oh this is interesting. You know, my background experience was CSA as well. But I, I literally, I, it wasn't until I saw the ACE study that I even thought that I had trauma. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I got a five or six score on the ACE. And I suddenly went, oh, shit, I've been working in addiction <laughs> And I didn't even realize really about trauma. And I'm I'm sorry if you met me in the early days and were one of my clients like way back when, it, it just wasn't really out there then. So I think it was the ACE study that was a bit of a wake up call for me mm -hmm. in realizing my own and then starting to go, right, I'm really interested in trauma now. But I think lots of us start in addiction recovery world and then we kind of stay in the addiction recovery world. And then we suddenly at some point wake up and go, oh, shit, there's this whole level underneath. There's this whole other layer. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you both relate to that, but that I think that was my experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, like you were saying before, Mel, you know, I had a big traumatic event in my life in my you know my teenage years um so there was a there was a lot to sort of pinpoint around my own addictions and my own behavior around that experience and how that triggered a lot when I became a mother um you know and so through getting sober and you know looking at my own um my own story in terms of my you know shame and self-esteem we we set up a podcast called love sober and we were interviewing we think we've done about 164 interviews with different people from different experiences around you know their drinking stories or their their sort of drug stories and there was this thing that kept on coming up around you know different themes around identity and discrimination so it was around you know either people that were neurodiverse and had had you know difficult experiences at school or they were um you know um gay and that had had a big impact on their familial relationships or you know they they were you know um from an Asian family growing up in the UK or you know all these different experiences but there was a common theme of feeling like they were othered um, or feeling like they didn't belong and so I started to think about right so trauma surely trauma isn't just this big event it can be something else and I didn't identify as having you know um, childhood trauma necessarily um, but it was only kind of breaking that down of looking at other people's stories and the, the similarities that everyone seemed to have had some experience of, of this, you know, feeling of, of not belonging or not 
being attached not not having that you know and that was part of their drinking story was it was you know attaching to building a relationship with a substance yeah because they didn't feel like they had you know that in their own lives and so kind of looking through that was just like hang on a second this is all trauma you know bullying you know racism um discrimination all of these things are traumatic and then from there kind of looking at the the nervous system and so it kind of went back through that that way for me and then it was like if we are going to support people uh, in their recovery then we have to talk about trauma in all of its senses and stress you know burnout looking at you know covid they're talking about covid as as trauma now and a lot of people are like oh i don't know how i feel about this but when you talk about you know a dysregulated nervous system and chronic stress then people can understand it and and so yeah i guess that 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 brought me to this point of going everyone needs to you know from corporate through to schools need to have an understanding of trauma in order to be able to look after people whether it's you know through diversity and inclusion programs or whether it's through um you know supporting people that have had you know aces or very obvious traumatic experiences it it goes through all the layers um yeah and i think remembering at all times and this this was one of the um, things that was a bit of a game changer for me was when I understood that trauma isn't the event. Trauma is the internal experience that we have as the result of an event. So therefore what is traumatic to one may not be to another. So we can't just label something as traumatic or not traumatic because it is how we experience it internally and everything that has gone on in our lives before that will then kind of be it leads into perhaps whether that's traumatic for us because it's about whether our nervous system is is regulated whether we've been taught to self-soothe I I always use the bullying as a really good example when I'm talking to my clients and I guess this leads nicely into how being trauma-informed and doing my trauma coaching training has changed the way that I work with clients so much because when I'm able to explain this things in this way to them, it's like I, I see a physical reaction happen when a client understands why they are having an experience that they are having that might be different to the experience that somebody else has had from the same event. And one of the ways that I, one of the examples that I always use is bullying. And I say to my clients, imagine that you have been at school and you have been bullied and you come home from school and you tell your parents that you've been bullied and your parents say, well, it must've been something you did. What did you do wrong? And you get criticized and judged and invalidated um, and and basically or, or silenced or neglected or ignored. You are then left with this feeling, with this experience. So not only have you been bullied, but you have then been left alone to experience the emotions of that bullying alone. Now imagine that has happened at school. You come home and you go to your parents, you go to your mother and you explain that you've been bullied and your mother puts their arms her arms around you and soothes you and says how awful that must have been for you you that's that must be really really hard why don't you tell me about it 
Why don't we talk about this? Why don't we go to the school and get something done about this? Two very, very different experiences. And the likelihood is that if that, as a child, you have had that soothing and nurturing experience after something that could be traumatic, you are then able to regulate your nervous system and may not experience that bullying as a trauma. Yeah. And, and, and that's a really good story and a point, because I think that being trauma informed as a coach or therapist or clinician allows you to do the second, allows you to stay with what happened to you, what's going on for you and allows you to stay with the emotional material and the younger parts of you, because if you haven't got a trauma informed lens, and you don't understand yet the neurobiology, the nervous system, dysregulation, dissociation, and all those things that I think with an understanding of trauma, thank God we've all got to, you can't sit and stay with people through that kind of trauma-informed perspective. Because trauma-informed isn't just about being nice, is it, or kind. It's about, it's about how able you are to hold somebody and, and help to regulate or co-regulate them when they're in that emotional triggered place. Yeah, and I think that it's a lot of it for me is about being able to to stay in that that very non-judgmental place and if we haven't solved that relationship with ourselves where we're no longer in judgment of ourselves then that will transfer to our clients so I think again this is that the importance of recognizing our own trauma working on that and then being able to use that experience to work with with our clients so it, it all it all kind of marries together yeah and I think that um as you described those kind of the physical shift in a client or you know those light bulb moments of when you know you can give some psycho education around these subjects and or you can hold conversations around it and for them to be able to suddenly see you know their own experiences of trauma um, and be held in that but also be able to talk to those parts of themselves and you know give tools and you know strategies for them to be able to to move forward um, and I think people get very scared of you know I can't I don't do trauma work because I'm not a trauma therapist you know and part of this is 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 there's so much that we can do which is safe and which is um, helpful in order for people to get to a point where, you know, perhaps they are going to do that deep dive into EMDR or they're going to do that deep, deep work. But there's so much that we can do in terms of, of holding that space and um, being able to, you know, talk about, you know, what, yeah, what, what would, what would work for you for your inner child, you know, to talk to those parts of themselves and be able to develop relationships, um, which is really exciting because so many people don't have access to, you know, the, the care that perhaps they need. And we can be that kind of, that bridge builder, essentially. Wow. Um, and yeah, clients have, 
I've seen, I mean, just that all my clients have trauma, basically. Um, you know, and if we were to relabel it, guys, as, as you know, chronic stress yeah. instead of trauma, because I know so many people have a difficulty with actually the word trauma. But, you know, if we were to label it chronic stress. You know, I think, Mel, what you were saying earlier is right in that our nervous system can only take so much stacking you know and it and and really if it gets stacked too much at some point everybody's system is just going to kind of collapse and go no more I can't take it and I think you know what's traumatizing as you were saying for one isn't necessarily traumatic for somebody else or maybe they've had more resilience around them or they've had more safe others or more community or maybe they haven't had the early attachment difficulties that other people have had but undoubtedly I was saying at the beginning of COVID how much of a trauma it would be felt as like for some people because it was almost like COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. So maybe it was the thing that just stacked up an already dysregulated nervous system. And, and I guess why I'm making this point is, you know, if your clients or who you're working with, or even you watching this aren't in chronic stress or don't have trauma, we are living in quite a traumagenic society at the moment, you know, and if people's systems aren't stacked at the moment, I, I'm not putting it out there, but I think we all need to have an awareness of trauma and how to work with it, or at least how to signpost people onto the right help. Because, God, if I'd been signposted way, way earlier, I mean, I'm not looking back and saying if only, because we can't look back, but I don't know what you guys think about, you know, if you if you'd known about trauma earlier or, or seen things through the lens of trauma or even been signposted like Mand, I know you were really lucky, thank God, and has had an amazing GP, but we need to get this message out there to people. Yeah, and I mean, I certainly was in, in France, right? But I've lived in France for sort of, um, what is it, 16 years, but you know, my trauma predates that. And I certainly went to, you know, I'm not discrediting the British system, but that's just my experience that I certainly went to, you know, uh, GPs about my drinking and was told to just moderate, here's the card, this is how many units go away. And it's like, I've probably been trying to do that for quite a while, you know, talking about my experiences, you know, in even having, you know, help with, with a termination when I was a young person none there was no aftercare around that to look to look after just that one experience right which was traumatic and and I know with clients that I've worked that, that they've you know have had trauma or they've had situations and they've been suggested to have a glass of wine at the end of the day you know there's a there's a big kind of separation between you know addiction especially around alcohol and mental health services and trauma services that don't connect and talk to each other so there's a lot um that is being misunderstood and mis you know represented in that area um so i certainly know that it it, it could have been caught earlier you know yeah i i have had and I, I talk about this a lot which is my experience of finally 
finding that link between my trauma and my addiction. And for so many years, I was, I guess, shown that they were two very different things. The, the message that I was given um, was that my, my addiction was one thing and my trauma was another. Um, and so, yeah, this and it's just unbelievable. And, and I think I just want to make this this point really clear as well when I, I talk about addiction I mean mine was to substances and to alcohol but we can put addiction with it there it's it's such an umbrella yeah. um from everything from you know shopping to online to gaming to sex to codependency all of these things which I would even take away the label addiction and just put symptoms of trauma yeah. um <laughs> which is what I now understand they are but for so many years I didn't understand that that the addiction was a was a manifestation of 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 the trauma that I that I was had inside of me and so every time I went to, I guess, try and get into recovery from the addiction, it was all very much from like a mindset perspective or a 12 step perspective. And I'm not knocking 12 steps because it saved my life and is absolutely incredible. Um, but in my opinion, isn't trauma informed enough. Um, so there was never and, and it wasn't until really my second stay in rehab that I finally had a therapist there who helped me to start to understand that link and I remember the words that were said to me because I was sitting in this therapist's office and I said to her well alcohol was my primary that was the gateway for me and she said oh no it wasn't she said trauma was the gateway for you yeah yeah, and suddenly it was like this penny just dropped and this light bulb went on and I I got it I got it and that was all it took was just somebody that understood trauma, that understood that my addiction was a manifestation of that and that could explain it to me in a way that I could embody. And if it hadn't have been for that, I, I'm not sure what would have happened because I would have continued to believe that I needed to treat my trauma and my addiction as separate entities. So... Trauma-informed care for me, I believe, has literally saved my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I think that's the power of it, and I definitely think that can be the power of it. And I, and you know, I can hear some 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 people saying, "Well, isn't trauma a catch-all, and doesn't it it doesn't it apply to everybody and everything?" And and in a way, yes. Because, you know, mental health for me is about our nervous system. Mental is not about our mind. Point to our mind. Where is our mind? You know, is that the brain? No, because it's not the brain that's, you know, people always say to me, you know, I've got a problem with my brain. No, you haven't. You haven't everything is connected and everything is attached. And if you want to look anywhere, look at your nervous system. And, you know, that's been trying to protect you. Mm -hmm. So all parts of you have been trying to protect you. And addiction is, it's just a coping strategy, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. For, for us not being able to soothe or been taught or know how to soothe and regulate ourselves. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so I'm really hoping that people 
you know, if they're not signed up and you're not coming on the training, I really hope that if you're working with people in any way, shape or form, that you consider if not ours and if not this next week or what we're going on to do, which is, you know, a two day. And currently the three of us are in the process of training. We've got 40 American, 40 American recovery coaches. More than that, but yeah, around yeah. that. Yeah, who are amazing and a, and a great bunch. And we're like six weeks into a to a 16 week program. You know, so we really are doing a massive deep dive of of training these guys really on how to be with trauma and trauma survivors and how to not only deal with what's out there, but also within their own nervous systems as well. So, you know, us three are on a mission. And, and so, like, can I just interrupt very quickly, Lou, because... Oh, just right as I was in my flow about... Sorry, sorry. It's all right, really, she always does it to me. If you know, I know. I know. You, forgive me every, you forgive me every time, Lou. Um, Victoria has just put um, a really good point here, which is something that we haven't even touched on yet. Oh, which gosh. Is, Thanks, that, Victoria. Yeah, which is that so she says, so much of my trauma came in the form of physical pain and no one linked them for years. And, and absolutely. And this is, again, just another reason why being trauma informed is so important, not just if you're a coach, but for any health, well-being practitioner. Yeah, yeah. Because there are so many symptoms of trauma. It's not just addiction. There is pain, illness. There are chronic fatigue, yeah. Um, yeah. migraines, yeah. eczema. Um, yeah. I, you know, I hate to say it, and sometimes I do say it, cancer. Mm, absolutely. You know. Well, chronic stress. I mean, is yeah. the stress yeah. on the body yeah. is what leads to to a lot of these diseases. Yeah. And even I, you know, I I think about nutritionists and personal trainers when they see people that have disordered eating or disordered or disordered around exercise or personal trainers that are trying to motivate people to exercise and can't understand why their clients haven't got the motivation. A lot of the time it's trauma. They're in their dorsal vagal. Yeah. When they get people coming with disordered eating and they can't understand why these people aren't managing, it's trauma. Yeah. And this is why it's so important. So sorry, I just, it, it just. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a brilliant point. <laughs> I totally, 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 totally agree. Totally. Mm. So, sorry, Lou. So, do you want to tell people what we're actually? <laughs> I know, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I was going to say, except for I think I was trying to say we want more people on the mission with us. Yeah. You know, we want more people that are coming onto the voyage with us because once you're on the voyage with us and in the trauma informed program and all the rest of it, we can all get out there and make more of a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's what we're trying to do, isn't it? Really, is change that lens through which people view others and themselves and then the world. Yeah. And I think there's always, you know, there's this big message at the moment about be kind. And I think we can we can really look at that from a trauma perspective, because I think I well, I certainly know that until I became trauma informed. Yeah, I, I think I've always been there's always been a kindness to me. But 
there is so much less judgment now that I understand trauma and and this be kind message can be so much more profound yeah if we are coming from understanding society understanding humanity through a trauma lens yeah I agree Mand, anything else to say? No, sorry, I've got like the dog walking in, children crawling on the floor. I've got like um, someone doing work outside. So it's like a whole sensory processing thing happening here. Um, no, I mean, I completely agree. And I think, you know, when we're talking about what's been the shift for us professionally, personally, um, you know, understanding trauma is the way that I walk through the world and and that understanding of um yeah all levels of society you know to the crim what's happening in the criminal justice system yeah. through to you know what's happening in in you know poor areas to just every level of you know people that I see on the streets and just walking through the world with with compassion and kindness and and, and that's a two-way win, right? It, it feels good for you and it feels meaningful and purposeful in lives where perhaps some of us have been searching for that meaning. Um, but it's, it's good for, for those two. So it, it is bigger than just kind of um, helping your clients. It, it really is a shift in how you kind of walk through the world, which feels really good and important. Yeah, even even changes how you view the leadership election at the moment. You're clearly much further through your trauma journey than I am through mine. Oh my god! Can we yeah. not take some trauma informed work into into government, yeah. please? But you know, as you were sort of saying, I mean, it is. It's even that kind of when you know, through leadership, as you were saying, or through, you know, being a personal trainer to, to the point of just not of giving people their own, empowering people to make their own choices. That's the, the fundamental part, right, of being trauma informed is being kind, compassionate and letting people lead their own journeys rather than telling them yeah. um, what they need or labeling them. Um, and so I think even on that level, when you're working with someone, man to, man to woman, woman to man, Per child to adult all of those different relationships you're going to view it through a, a lens of holding that person as an individual um, and making sure that they feel some safety and secureness with yeah. you I'm getting goosebumps about yeah. that because I yeah. think that you know that whole trauma-informed lens of as you said empowering others and choice but also that thing that we've been talking about so much other than trust as well is that safety. Because, you know, we know through Porges and Polyvagal and everything that we do with others is that at the end of the day, we just all want to feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and especially with how destabilizing everything around us is if we can if we can as you say Lou stay in that boat and ride the waves and staying connected to ourselves being in relationship with ourselves yeah so that we are connected and grounded and and safe and then we can be that for other people mm -hmm. um and I think Mandy like you said everybody from like 
your dog to the next door neighbor to you know the the postman to to everybody in the world and, and I know that that sometimes sounds like and, and I know I joke with you Lou about world domination and it's I don't mean it in world domination I just mean it in terms of like how powerful this kind of and, and I do think it's it, it, it's the movement yeah you know being trauma informed is is a movement because yeah, it can change the world I really really believe that um and call me you know grandiose or call me kind of <laughs> away with the fairies call me whatever you want but I truly truly believe that it can change the world um, so we're just we're just starting in this little way <laughs> here, um, yeah. but we haven't even really told people what next week what we're doing next week, Lou. I know some people know, but why don't you tell everybody what it is? Well, we we kind of have. We kind of I think we've yeah. told yeah. you. We we yeah. you know we've basically said that we are trying to embody all of those principles and all of those ethics and that lens into an initial three-hour training so yeah. I think the doors close on Monday so where are we today Thursday so you've got Friday Saturday Sunday to sign up there are a few places left mm -hmm. uh, it's next Wednesday 3 p.m to 6 p.m UK time mm -hmm. uh, the website oh actually we'll put the link we'll under the link underneath here we would love to have more of you from this group join us because I don't know it feels like home to me this this group and you know there's there's a good membership here now and we have got we are blessed thank goodness with other than us three running it we've got some amazing people in this group too so it is a safe place I mean I know we get the odd spam but other than the odd spammer, it's a really safe place. So if we're going to start a revolution together, trauma thrivers, mm -hmm. you've got to be on the boat with us. Like we can't do it just the three of us on our own. We're going to need you behind us charging mm -hmm. that trauma informed revolution altogether. So we'd love you to come and join us next Wednesday if you're not already. And, and if you can't for any reason, we we might be doing it again at some stage in the future, or um, you can get it replay. Yeah, or you can get sign it up. Yeah, if you sign up to this one, but you can't make it live, then we will have um, a link to a replay that will go out sort of a, a couple of days after. Um, yeah. You can you can watch it on that. Or as Lou said, if you do want to be live, then we might possibly be doing another live one at some point. But um, yeah, but yeah, in the year, maybe later in uh, the year. If you can't join us, join in, in the group, mm. get posting, get sharing, anything that's trauma informed. We want to hear from you, the community too, don't we girls? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if anybody watching now, I think we've lost a few viewers over the last 10 minutes. I think maybe people only had half an hour for lunch and we've, as usual, gone on a little bit longer than what we thought we would. Tell <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Um, so but if there is anybody watching now that um, has any questions, pop them in the chat and we can answer them as we're kind of finishing up. Or if you're watching it on replay and you've got any questions about the masterclass, please pop it in the comments. We will be watching out for those and we will answer anything that that any questions that you have. Yeah. 
just to say it will give you the basics of understanding how to have a trauma-informed lens you know mm, yeah. in that three hours yeah it's kind of like the first step isn't it the first the first kind of step to becoming a trauma-informed practitioner. And, and also, even if you don't think, even if you're not sure, this is just like a really good way to come and discover whether you think this is something you need. Yeah. Um, it might be that you sort of go, oh, well, this was really interesting. And now I've got some really good information that I can kind of start to use and, and just be a bit more informed and a bit more understanding with people with the clients that are coming to me or a bit more understanding in society in general um or if you think wow this is this is going to be really useful and really helpful then we're going to have other trainings that take you deeper into it yeah so Not just to clarify is is this training open to practitioners only or is it open to people that are on their own trauma journey and want to well I've I've said if somebody wants to join and they're on their own trauma healing journey and they aren't a practitioner that's absolutely fine but I wouldn't suggest they would they come at the beginning of their journey Mm -hmm. So if they're very new into trauma and they haven't done any healing or processing yet I wouldn't advise it okay mm -hmm. Yeah. And if and you're not sure, then you can just send us a message and we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. About if you're not sure, send us a message or if you're not sure and you've got a healthcare practitioner who is trauma informed or a therapist or somebody else or a coach, check it out maybe with them. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and Kate McGowan. Hi, Kate. Kate's just asked us. Um, <laughs> so lovely to have you watching. Um, so is this a trauma-informed basics masterclass? Yeah. Yeah, it is the basics. It is the basics. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. What's trauma? Uh, the neurobiology, the brain stuff. There will be some tips, I, I think, on how to work with it and hold it. But it will be, it's not a deep dive in three hours. No, no. It's an introduction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for questions. We've had we've had comments. Thank you, everybody that's joined us. Victoria, Hilary. Hi, Mum. Um, <laughs> watching. Hello, Mum. Um, Liz has been watching. Mel Pegley's been watching. Hello, Liz. Hello, Mel. Um, and making and comments from everybody. So thank you, everyone that's yeah, watched. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really lovely to have you with us. Yeah, lovely. And we will be back soon. And some of you will see next Wednesday.